live. So, um, hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Drawing for Tattooers. Uh, this morning we have Elise and Steve and Jesse. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming. Hello. Steven's still connecting to audio. Um, I'm going to uh, read my announcements. We'll get that. We'll get that out of the way. It's always good. To, it's always good to start off with, uh, you know, with uh, the obligations. So, um, let's see. If this is uh, if this is working for you, you know, make sure to let us know in the in the chat. So, um, uh, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Drawing for Tattooers. I'm your host, James Wisdom. Um, this is Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo Community, where tattooers, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all encouraged to join in these live and uh, streamed events. Um, our goal is to inspire uh, and ultimately create better art and tattoos together. Uh, we beam out nearly every single day, and with your help, we've become a quality network of live and on-demand uh, tattooing and art shows. Um, you can... Uh, you can find out more at reinventingthetattoo.com. And that's my cue to go to reinventingthetattoo.com. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, right. So you can, <laughs> hopefully you can see it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you can find out more here at reinventingthetattoo.com. Um, we're also available uh, at the Apple App Store, uh, the Google Play Store, um, where you can get the Reinventing the Tattoo app. We can have access to uh, all the educational content as well as the community, uh, Reinventing the Tattoo community, very cool. Um, but we're also, uh, we also have a YouTube channel, Facebook page, uh, as, well as, a, um, as well as a Roku. So. Uh, you can find out more at reinventingthetattoo.com backslash Roku. You can also catch us on all the major podcast directories, such as Apple and Spotify. But no matter where you're getting us from, you can always find the latest and greatest here at reinventingthetattoo.com. Uh, we have a number of weekly staple shows. Oh, and then uh, once a month or so, we have uh, paint night. Renee Little. So I think that's tonight. So yeah, our number of weekly staple shows you could find here at the events schedule. Um, beginning on Sundays at 1 p.m., we have the Sunday Skill Building Drawing Group hosted by Jason Leeser. That's followed on Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern, Drawing for Tattooers. That's this show. You're here. Um, at 11 a.m. on Mondays, we have the Tattoo Weekly. 5 p.m., uh, we have Let's Talk About Feelings, 5 p.m. Mondays, hosted by Robbie Ripple. Uh, tonight, we have um, Paint Night, hosted by Renee Little. That's, uh, that's coming up at 6 p.m. tonight, Monday, the 27th. Uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern, we have the Reinventing uh, Subscribers Exclusive Drawing Group. Uh, so... Um, Yes, that's Monday, a busy day on Monday. So, but check out all the content. Uh, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. we have the Tattoo Now Show 
And at 6 p.m. on Thursdays, we have the Tattoo Collecting 101 podcast. So um, let's see. Uh, we'd like to take a moment and uh, thank our sponsors. And uh, let's see if I can let's see if I can get there. Uh, can I move this thing? Yes. Right. Cool. Tattoo now. Uh, Tattoo now is uh, is a technology company for tattooers, uh, and it's for all skill levels. Uh, so make sure to check out Tattoo now uh, if you want to take your communication to the next level. It's also an incredible uh, portfolio website. Uh, where you can where you can um, save all of your high resolution images. This is great for print publications, um, but as well as just uh, you know as a as a great place as a great space to uh, to uh, display your artwork. So um, this is tattoo now. Uh, ask for Gabe. He'll uh, be able to help you out. Right, and um, and of course. Uh, it wouldn't be uh, reinventing the tattoo, if not for Guy Atchison. So we want to, you know, thanks to Guy Atchison for being the founder and inspiration behind reinventing the tattoo and reinventing the tattoo community. You can learn more about Guy Atchison at GuyAtchison.com, where you can find uh, you can find original artwork, custom prints, as well as uh, foil machines and other educational content. Um, yeah, just a very cool site, so be sure to check out uh, GuyAtchison.com. Um, yeah, and I think with that, uh, we did it. Yeah, cool. Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's Good it going? Morning. Steven, what's up? Good morning. Hanging morning. out in the dark. How are you guys today? <laughs> Doing good. 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 Amber, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm recovering. I went camping with 20 Girl Scouts over the weekend. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Oh, we had a great time. But, you know, not a lot of sleep was had. <laughs> Lots of being up all night giggling with the girls and playing games. Were you a Girl Scout? I've been a Girl Scout since I was five years old and it hasn't changed. <laughs> I don't even have any kids in the troop. One of the moms asked me over the weekend, she's like, wait a minute, none of these kids are yours? I was like, no, I'm just one of the leaders. And she's like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? <laughs> oh, it's good to I'm have girl someone there. I bleed green. <laughs> All yes. I ever did was buy the cookies. <laughs> We're selling cookies now. It's a push to the end. <laughs> we got Creature in the chat. Good morning, Creature. Good morning, morning Creature. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it's uh, oh, it's Monday. It's like the end of March. It's almost April. I can't believe it. Um, I know. It's going by so fast. Yeah. yeah it is. It is going by fast. Yeah, but time flies, right? Uh, when you're having fun. Um, and so, uh, 
I'm, you know, I've just been working on tattoos and uh, drawing, trying to keep up with everything. It really is, uh, um, it can be overwhelming, or, you know what I mean? Like, but I've been finding a lot of uh, uh, relief or, you know, it's it helping, it feels like it's helping a lot. Making plans, making lists, taking one thing at a time, you know, one day at a time. I get into like uh, overwhelmed by the, you know, by everything that's seems to be happening all at once. Uh, mm -hmm. So, but I guess that's, you know, that's something that I'm, you know, I'm curious about you all. How, how are you, how are you managing, right? How are you dealing with all of the, with all of the stresses that, that life is putting on you at this point? If anybody knows a secret, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say. I go to the shop and all the stress is gone. Oh, can I come to your shop? <laughs> you ain't been in the game long enough if all the stress is gone. You know. Yes. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I just Lord. I love being in the shop. It's much quieter yeah. and calmer than it is at home. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree with you. And that's saying something. Well, my uh, my customer last night was tattooing her throat and like, you know, just the, you know, we got to the end of it and she says, uh, you know, something about the needle. It just takes all the stress away. And I was, you know, I was like, uh, it, it makes sense. It totally makes sense. But you know, I was like, man, your throat too. It's, uh, oh, I can't <laughs> even imagine. That part, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty, um, I think it was it was pretty informative, pretty interesting. You know, I think sometimes you can get nervous about a really painful spot, right? If you're going to get a tattoo done and it's in a it's in a spot that you know is going to be uncomfortable, I think it can that can that can get either get the nerves worked up for sure. So, um, but yeah, it was uh, I thought it was very cool, very cool outlook on things. So being tattooed is like therapy for me heard that <laughs> i've heard that um no it's uh that's that's awesome well uh so um today uh, today i'm going to uh you know i wanted to talk a little bit about um cast shadow shadows and stuff you know i thought it was something that would be you know an interesting topic um, it can be, uh, it can be really, I think, um, almost mysterious sort of like, uh, you know, how do we, how do we kind of capture the, you know, the, the depth, right? The space that can be created, you know, when we're making images. And so, um, actually I had a couple of like, a couple of examples for some books that I wanted to share and I'm hoping that it will help, um, you know, just get get the um, get get the ideas sort of um, you know going for us. Like you know, how how can we do it more effectively? Um, how can we how can we sort of make a, a convincing uh, you know cast shadow um, working with shadows? Um, and and in this way, uh, I think you know we more effectively communicate the idea that we have in mind, right? Um, so let me uh, 
Can you go ahead and I'll share my screen with you? See if we can get it. Um, Never gets easier. I know, right? Like all of the technical technical <laughs> difficulties. Let's see here. Uh, all right. Hopefully, I should be able to share it now. Ah, here we go. Cool. All right. So hopefully, oh, wrong page. Hopefully, you're seeing my screen. Yep. Um. Okay. Uh, is there one more page? Yeah, there's one more page. Okay. One more page. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So, really, um, this is from Ernest Norling's Perspective Made Easy. Uh, this is a really, I think, handy book, um, especially if you're interested in learning more about perspective. Shadows are always about perspective. Um, and it's, I've, it's been explained to me, I've heard this before, that... Uh, that we only really see in two dimensions anyway, like height and width, and then like, you know, depth is really sort of produced for us through light, right? Through shadows and stuff. Um, I know that may sound weird, but just that's kind of like, uh, you know, it's sort of something that happens in our, uh, you know, in our imaginations, kind of. but it, it helps us understand the world around us, right? So we can, you know, so we can have a sense of depth. It exists, but we don't, you know, it's like, how do we perceive it? Through light, right? If we didn't have light, we wouldn't be able to see anything, of course. So, um, so anyway, when you're thinking about like how to work with shadows, uh, it really is about like producing a sense of depth. Um, and, and also I think that the, um something that can be really helpful to remember right especially if you're if you have a highlight right if you're thinking about where the light source is located the highlight tells you where the light source is in relationship to the object the shadows and the cast of shadows they're going to reinforce this idea so wherever you see the cast shadows wherever you see um uh, wherever you see the highlight, right? It all they all sort of point towards the you know towards the light is coming from. Um, and so we'll see some examples here. Sometimes we have a light source. Um, Guy Etchison refers to this as an off-camera light source, right? So there'll be a light source that's not inside of your your composition. It's coming from outside, right? Uh, the other the other way to refer to it. Um, on camera so there's a light source that's you know that's within the composition and hopefully today we'll sort of go over a couple like sort of basic things that that can help um uh that can help you sort of relate these informations in your in your drawings um and it is it's it is always something i think that you know we can all we can all work on um uh, and so uh anyway here we have this example you're looking at it right now of a of a brick those of you who are if you're listening to this we're looking at a, <laughs> we're looking at a brick that's getting that's getting some light cast on it and so um 
here we see these two examples. Uh, one is referred to as the shaded side, and the other side, uh, or the other portion of it, is referred to as the shadow side. I think that we can also you can also think of this in terms of um, shadow on the form, the form shadow, or the what's being pointed out here is the shaded side, or the casted shadow. Right, that's the shadow that's on the ground or on some other surface. Right, it's it's a the shadow that's being cast by an object, the casted shadow. Um, and there's a difference too. You know, um, we'll we'll see some of this later between a cast shadow and a drop shadow. Drop shadow is something that's just sort of you know just sort of simple darkness underneath an object that helps to sort of lift it up a little bit. Um, and a cast shadow really kind of shows a bit more depth, right? It's, it, it actually is the, the shape. So, um, right. Uh, so here we have, uh, we have this object and uh, it's, not, it's not directly lighted, right? There's a shaded side, right? And the shade on the object is, it's usually easier to determine than drawing uh, the shadow, right? So you can, you can always see that this, you know, if you're looking at something, you can always see it's whether it has, you know, a plane that's in shadow, right? Or uh, it can be more challenging to cast the shadow. And that's a, that's essentially what we're uh, we're talking talking about here. All right. So a brick laying in the sun stops a portion of the sunlight from reaching an area. That's this area of shadow on the ground that we're talking about here. The shape of the shadow depends on three things, the direction of the sun or the light source, uh, the position of the brick, uh, the shape of the area on which the shadow falls. Right, so pretty, pretty straightforward, but um, light source, the object itself, and then what is it going, you know, what is the, uh, what is the, the shadow being cast on, you know. Um, so as the sun moves, the shadow changes. Um, the brick may be thought of in this instance as a sundial. If the brick is moved, the shadow is changed. Okay. So here is um, here is just a, a quick example of just sort of how we can think about it. This is in what you know. So we're thinking about perspective, but rather than you know get super duper complicated, this is isometric, right? Perspective. So all these lines are really just uh, they're really just sort of parallel to each other. Right, um, so we can see that there's there is a horizontal line that's drawn from each of these corners of the of the shaded side of the you know the form shape the form shadow right, and then the diagonal lines are all parallel to each other wherever they meet up, right. That's how you know the uh, the contours of the cast shadow. Right. This is, um, you know, uh, when you see it and you see it shaded, it's like, oh, there it is. It feels like that would be the that would be the, the relief. Right. That would be the, you know, the shape of this brick. Uh, so, um, again, I think this can be a, a this can be something that you can actually practice. Right. If you draw a simple shape and then you just you can just, again, think of a triangle. Right. Light source is coming from one from one spot, from one direction, right? Some simple horizontal lines where they intersect. This can be a way for you to do some simple, um, 
you know, cast the shadows for objects and practice it. Uh, and it can be really quite convincing. I think. And then, you know, in this instance, for the simple illustrations, we just have, you know, just different directions of lines and it produces different effects as far as the, the, the rendering goes. So we can, we can see a difference between the, the shaded side of the object and the cast shadow on the ground. Um, but of course, you can push this idea further, you know, if you have a, if the brick is, say, darker than the, you know, than the ground that it's sitting on or vice versa, whatever, you can push one of these to be, you know, more of a positive negative situation, a pos neg. So you can have one thing that's darker and then, you know, uh, uh, this brick could be darker than the ground again, something like, something like that kind of a relationship, um, right? So, uh, you know, again, it's, that's what this, uh, that's why all this text is exculpating, <laughs> is talking about, you know, we stand the brick on a flat surface, and then we assume that the sun is to our left. Uh, this position of the light source is usually assumed, for whatever reason. Um, uh, and then, uh, except in the case where the object is being sketched on the, and light, is lighted otherwise. Um, so, and then, so he's talking about the, you know, that this time of the day is, you know, is this sort of a, gives us this sort of appearance. But I think clearly what we can see from the, from the illustration is that this works, that you can have this uh, isometric sort of relationship. We have a very simple, you know, uh, very simple object and very simple, you know, kind of uh, thought about the light source. You can, you can just draw it this way. It does work. It, gets, it can become very complicated, you know, to deal with it. So this is why I do like this kind of straightforward, very simplified kind of cast a shadow um, recipe, if you like. Okay, so we won't get into all of the, again, so you, if you read this book, you know, you can really dig down into, you know, into what is being talked about here. Um, here he's like, he's just joining these, these points, right? Uh, like upper uppercase A to lowercase A, that sort of a thing. And that's how it's, it's explained down here. Okay. Again, this same example, uh, but just from a different angle. Um, right. And then you connect the dots. In this way, you know, you can really start to, really start to dig in and, and um, make some really interesting sorts of shapes happen whenever you're drawing, you know, uh, an object, want to give it a strong light source, you can start to figure it out. Why? Because because you're already thinking about a highlight, right? You, you're probably already thinking about how is the, where's the light source at? How am I going to shade it? How am I going to produce a casted shadow? This is, this is the, you know, sort of the way to think of it. Like, um, you know where the light's coming from because you've already, already imagined that. Um, and so you can, um, you just take it to the next step, right? Hit each one of these points. Um, so again, is the, this is an example, like, you know, the angle is steeper, right? So he says the sun is higher in the sky. So the angle is steeper. We're having a, so a different triangle shape. Um, and thus we get this, you know, much more sort of stumpier kind of a cast of shadow here. All right. So, um, again, so in this example, 
if we have like another plane, right? So in this case, like there's another, there's like a little wall, put a little card or something like that. It's intersecting the shadow. So the shadow is being cast against the ground, right? And then it's in this, uh, in this example, it's sort of going up against a vertical surface. Well, this could be, this could happen like in so many different instances, right? There's some object that's next to, you know, the, to another. It's casting a shadow that goes up onto its surface, right? So again, uh, it does get complicated, but if you start and, you know, if you really start to look for these angles, it can really help you start to invent or discern where the shadow might be. Okay, so what do we have here, right? We've got this vertical surface, right? Again, this object, just sort of thinking about it, like in a, the simplest sort of cast-shadow relationship, shadows being cast on the ground, right? Where it intersects, intersects <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with the vertical surface, right? Again, we're, we're seeing it, we're seeing it climb up this wall, right? Um, again, it's all about intersecting with the various, um, you know, with all the angles. So this top corner here, again, it should, if this vertical wall wasn't in place, it would be cast all the way to the ground, but because of its intervention, right? We see it, we see it intersects here with this, the angle. Right. You can practice this and it can really be helpful. Um, so I hope that, I hope that, that, that that's coming, that that's coming across, that that's coming through for you. Um, I think if we just see it without the, you know, without the guidelines, it can really just be almost like uh, intuitive, like, yeah, that makes sense. But seeing these, seeing these helpful uh, guidelines, really kind of brings it, you know, uh, brings it more into a concept for us. I really hope so. I mean, I think that's, for me, um, it's, it's, a, it's a part of how I've, I've, I've internalized it to quite a, you know, quite an extent. And it's, I find it really helpful. So, mm -hmm. um, right. Again, you know, like here's another example, like you have a different angle, it's going to affect the shape of it. We can almost start to think about like, what if it were, you know, what if it were a curved surface? You know, how might that sort of start to travel? Um, and so, uh, and, and this is, this is, you know, essentially what I was referring to earlier. Like, you can really imagine, like, if you have an object next to another one, and one is casting a shadow on it, how are you going to, you know, uh, how are you going to create that? How are you going to produce it? Um, and so just kind of imagining the different surfaces and how they're going to relate to the light source is a real key into how to figure it out. So again, they're, you know, um, these are all referred to as cast, but we can almost, I mean, we can almost start to think of them as like, these ones are simplified. They're, they're really, you know, like drop shadows. They're, these are pretty simple. Um, but I think when it starts getting onto these other surfaces and starts to, you know, when you start to have some space and some light between, you know, between the object, that's when you're going to think that's a cast shadow. It's much more complicated. And we have an example right here. Um, so we have a light source on camera, light source, 
right? And we have a of a sphere that's being, you know, uh, uh, it's being suspended somehow. We don't really see that how, but it's it's off the ground. And so we have, you know, again the very simple, um, the very simple brick. The light source is much closer, right? And so in this instance, we see all of these, you know, all of these angles. They're not all parallel anymore, right? Where before we had that that isometric perspective, it was a very sort of, you know, uh, everything was was related in a very simple way. In this case, what what can we notice about, you know, how how this shadow on this brick is particularly, you know, made? Well. There's a light source up here, this candle light. It's related to where it touches this flat surface, this ground, right? The same thing that this brick is, is sitting on, right? It, it's just vertically right, related, okay? So from these two points, that's the, that's the vertical, and then it makes these triangles, you can see, right? So from, you know, from all the way over here on the left-hand side, the first corner of the brick is related to the light source, right? And then again, it's it's, it's a corresponding corner that's touching the ground. We're drawing it. We're drawing a triangle, right? And where they intersect, that's the corner of the shadow, and so on and so forth. And then you get this really interesting shadow shape, right? As far as the sphere goes. Um, it is very it's very complicated as far as how to place it but i think what we can notice is that it's an ellipse right it's a very it's a very clean ellipse that's being cast on the being cast against this this wall and again we would see an ellipse it would just be oriented differently if it were on this flat plane but again um uh it's I think finding these angles and stuff that can really be, you know, crucial. That can really be helpful, and that's essentially what the sh what the cast shadow or any shadow that you know that you're dealing with is doing. It's just really telling, it's indexing the light. It's telling the viewer where the light source is. So whether it's you know again in this in this instance on camera light source or off camera light source, it's really telling us uh, you know where where it's located. Because that's uh, you know, it's a it's a story that you're telling. Like, where's the light source? It's over there, um, and every bit of information starts to like detail. You know, it shows it. You're showing where that is. Um, right. So these little toadstools. Okay. So again, we're sort of thinking them as probably as uh, as perfectly round in this case, right? So we have these elliptical shadows that can be really useful. It could be really helpful for you. So, um, you know, you have some sort of rounded object, you know, spherical object, or uh, in this case, you know, these rounds, um, ellipses, right? An ellipse can really help uh, as far as like, um, you know, really uh, depicting this shadow shape, these situations. Um, and yeah, you know, so I, I really like this little example. I think it's I think it's really you know nicely rendered. So there's, if we look at it, we can examine this mushroom toadstool guy all the way over here on the 
left-hand side. We have what they were what we're referring to earlier as a shaded side or um, form shadow, right? Shadow on the form of the this head of this mushroom, right? And of course on the body of it as well. And it's cast shadow. For sure a cast shadow because it really is, you know, really is depicting its shape. Um, and so again, just a very, uh, very clean uh, isometric perspective, you know, just sort of like, uh, you know, just everything parallel, right? All these angles here, they're just parallel. So it's really straightforward. And I think, you know, you had a, like another little object over here, you could almost picture how it might sort of pick up the shadow and sort of put on top of its surface in different ways. Um, and ah, these, <laughs> so I think specifically, to, you know, to like, um, you know, to drawing platonic, you know, solids or these, you know, primitive solid shapes, like a cone or something like that. Um, you know, if there was an assignment in your, in your class or something like that, it's like, how do I draw this thing? Um, here, the author has gone into some explanation of how to think about it. Um, it's good to know, you know, it's, you know, we're not, we're probably not drawing lots of cones all the time, but you know, if, um, I mean, we do, I get you, you do, you draw, you do draw cones all the time. It does happen. Um, but again, they're usually more complicated, right? They're like, you know, they're a part of another shape or they're sort of like, uh, you know, um, uh, like the, the top of a, you know, a castle tower or something like that is a cone, an ice cream cone, you know, there's all kinds of ways, you know what I mean? I think that, so ice cream cone example, right? If you get lost in doing all of the textured detail of like the waffle bit of <laughs> the ice cream cone, right? That's going to flatten it out. Instead, if you really focus on how the form of the cone, ice cream cone, right, is, um, is rendered as a, it's going to have some shaded side, right, some form shadow, and then it's going to have something cast, right? You get that relationship very functional, right? You get that relationship really uh, accurate, then you know, then you can go in and do all the details of the, you know, all the waffly bits, and it really can be wonderful. It can really be, you know, really wonderful. Um, so, yeah. So, in summary, <laughs> shadows are often so complex that it's difficult to solve the problem by mechanical methods, right? It's like all the angles. It's difficult to think of it, right? So, some of these, some of these really simplified, you know, principles. Um, they may help clear up uh, quite a great number of difficulties. So again, I think um, uh, there's it, it, what is what is it that we're talking about? You know, we're casting a shadow, the light source. There's uh, there's some object, and then there's a light source. And so if you have lots of light sources everywhere, it's like how do you figure out where the shadows are? You know, that's it's a recipe for a headache probably. So thinking about yeah. one single light source that's the strongest one, it's going to produce some degree of shading and shadow. That's a good way to go. It's pretty much the only way we could see anyway. If everything was all the if all the lights were at the same level and they were coming from all directions, you couldn't see anything. Um, so uh, it's um, 
this is the this was what I wanted to talk about today um, and I so I did have a I did have another so this is from Andrew Loomis and let me see if I can oh what oh view let's see view um ah this <laughs> Sorry. took me a second okay mm, I guess it doesn't like that sorry gang no problem sorry I can that. still see it yeah, yeah for some reason it, it was telling me that it wasn't uh it was telling me that it wasn't um showing it or something but I can back this up a little bit so we can see it okay so in this particular um, example here, we're thinking of a light source, it's the sun in this particular case, right? So the sun is a particular point in the sky. And then what we have here is, um, uh, is, is eye level, right? Is the horizon line, it's, it's eye level. So it's the same thing like the candle example, right? The light source and then it's, directly vertical beneath it right where it intersects with eye level that it, this is how you would figure out what a shadow would how a shadow would be cast um you know like uh, uh like in the in the daytime outside or something like that right it's these are the kind of the two different ways to think about like a you know how a light source is gonna you know cast a shadow right is it a you know, is it the natural source, the sun, or is it an artificial one? So like a candle or, a, you know, overhead light bulb or something like that. Um, so if you, you know, this is a mechanical means, like we were just sort of talking about, like it's really complicated, can't mechanical means, but, you know, if you really wanted to, you know, to, to, to sort of plot out like a, a really interesting sort of light source situation or you know, understand what, like if you have a photo reference or something and you're using that, it's really complicated. You know, like how do you, you know, like how do you even decipher it sometimes? And, you know, so you can just follow along, of course, but again, I think having, having it as a concept can help you navigate it, you know, quite a bit more effectively. So again, so this is sort of thinking about it as a, um, as a sun, you know, the sun outside sort of situation. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to show you the simpler one rather than, you know, mm -hmm. this one is, uh, you know, these are much more complicated. So, but if you get into it, I think, you know, it can, um, again, so it can help you uh, if you're trying to create this from your imagination, but it can also, I think, help you, you know, if you're like, if you're drawing regular objects, you know, uh, you're sketching you'll have this sort of running as a program in the background and you you know it's it's there for you even if you're not even if you're not specifically thinking of it so you know so explicitly just sort of thinking about like you know how to create these sorts of shapes um let me uh so again these beautiful illustrations i think you know they're just i just want to show them off because they're so you know they're so so wonderful but um this light on the sphere right i think this this is the anatomy of a shadow for sure so um 
and I can zoom in a bit. So if we if we contemplate this sphere right here, light is shining on it, and um, all of this area is is receiving like you know. So 100% light right here, if you can see where my little cursor is, right the highlight, 100% reflection of the of the light source. And then it's like 95%, 96%, you know, uh, or, you know, 94%, 93, something like that, till it gets to right here. And then it's like, you know, 40% and then nothing, like zero, right? It's a steep drop off. The light is hitting it until it just stops hitting it. This gives us this dramatic sort of light and shadow um, uh, relationship. And so we can see this darkest area here is referred to as the core, right? Or the terminator. It's where the light is, is terminated. It's no longer, it's no longer hitting the surface. Um, so we think about like light is hitting this little highlight spot. It's, uh, directly, um, perpendicular. So at like a right angle, you know, the light is hitting that, striking that spot. By the time it gets to this, the light rays that are coming down are parallel to the surface, so they're passing right by it. Now we can see this little area underneath. It's a little bit uh, lighter right, than, than this core area. This is referred to as reflected light. So light is hitting off some surface and is illuminating you know, this, this, uh, this darker half of this sphere. Um, I think the way to, uh, the way to remember that what's going on there, of course, is that like this reflected light area is, is never going to compete with the highlight, right? It can be really, you can make it really dramatic, you know, through color or you can push it a little bit more, but it just, you know, it just cannot compete with the, the highlight part. As long as you kind of keep that in mind, it's a, it, they'll be proportionate. They'll relate to each other. Um, and so again, we're, sort of seeing these cast shadows on the ground, right? And they're, you know, for the sphere, an ellipse works really well um, to make the, you know, to, to give us the cast shadow. Um, oh, so, so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful, these things. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, it's, it's so complex. Uh, Ooh, I like I like this one. Oh man, the house. <laughs> oh yeah, the house one. Let's go check that one out, right? So God, like you know. Oh, it's a tree. It's a tree. Oh. It's like a pile of rocks. It's like a signpost or something like that. It's like trees oh. are my comfort zone. I, when I can't figure out what to draw or paint, I do a tree every time. I love. Oh God, yeah, I too. love the trees. Um, and and so you have all these various like, again, it's you know. There's a, I like this example too, inside light source, you know, you've got all these, all these figures walking around, right? Um, how do you figure this out? Again, there's a light source, vertical from it, right? It, it's going to hit the plane, right? Vanishing point of the light. You can start to figure this out, right? We see this, I think we see this a lot in the work. In Guy Addison's work, to be honest, he has like this light source that's happening, like sort of internally, you know, it's on camera light source and all these, you know, like there's all this sort of like this, like this guy is standing here in front, right? 
you see like you know guy will put like a space hook or something in front of like this glowing thing it's like how are you doing that what are you thinking about right and it's kind of like you know there's an edge light right there's a little bit of reflected light this sorts of relationships are happening but you know it's again it's going to cast a shadow on something else um he you know and it's like there's some there's some way that he states it in the in the work the work that he does it you know it just it does make sense um but yeah like so just to talk about uh like you were you were saying amber like you, you think about you know the tree shape or the textures and stuff like that um again i think just like thinking about that ice cream cone or whatever it's like as long as you're you know you're working on the tree and you give it its form right then you can get in there and do all of the little bits you know what i mean all the little all the mm. smaller shapes right there's a bigger shape first and then and then all of the the parts right and then it becomes you know um harmonious for the whole entity um but i know personally this is you know my own tendency it's like I just, I want to get in there. I want to like shade all these little, all, I want to shade this part right here. <laughs> That's Aww. all I want to do. You know what I mean? I just want to, oh, I love that. It's like, it, it attracts me. You know what I mean? But, but if you can, you can sort of zoom back and think about, you know, the texture it creates. Yeah. yeah. The larger, the larger form first, and then the textures and stuff go on top of it. Um, then I think, you know, it's, uh, again, it starts to, it, uh, you, you don't, you don't like disturb that story of where the light's coming from. Light's coming from somewhere. And thus, um, you know, you end up, uh, you end up like, again, stating that information for the viewer. There's a big form of the tree trunk and it has all this, you know, all this textural detail. So, you got to put the, you know, you got to put the, um, you know, the, the right emphasis on it. And so that's the, yeah, that's the, uh, oh yeah, the, the house. You, you were, you were asking about the house. I jumped right past it. Oh yeah. I just saw all of the, oh, yeah. That? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. That's, uh, it's, you know, and, and, and like perspective books and stuff like that there's always this uh you know they show this it's like how do you cast the shadow of the chimney onto the pitch of a roof and it's like you know you gotta it's like there's so many angles and stuff you gotta figure it out it's like well you know that's that's why we have um you know computers and stuff <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know um okay so what the fuck you know why why would we why would we even waste our time you know what i mean doing this uh well maybe because it helps you understand i think i think that it does it can help you you know it's a, it's exercise so it's uncomfortable this is not it's you know what i mean it's, it is uncomfortable especially the first time it's like this is uncomfortable i just want to draw pictures and stuff but i think what it can help it can certainly help you uh you know like know when something you know is it isn't accurate could be in your own work could be in somebody else's work 
um, you know, it's uh, the reasons to do it, I think, are, you know, because it can help you grow and it can also help you, like, uh, make discernments and stuff, you know. Um, but again, it's like there are so many means and so, you know, you can get lost in all of the forest of, you know, of like, you know, methods and approaches and stuff like that. And that's not the point at all. The, the point is to set you free, right? So that way you can just, you know, you can almost effortlessly sort of put these things to paper. Um, but uh, again, I, you know, I think that like just keeping it simple, like the first examples we saw where you just, you know, you just sort of imagine where the light is coming from and how would this object make it happen? I think can be, uh, I think it'd be so, so incredibly useful. Um, there's one, one last example that I'm going to share with you all. And, uh, oh. mm -hmm. let me see if I can find it. I know where it is. I know where it is. <laughs> Here it is. Okay. So one last example. And so if you're in the you're in the reinventing group, you've probably seen this before. So this is in the depth chapter. So, so if you're watching us and you're you know you haven't made it to the depth chapter, you know like you're you know you're in for a special treat. But this is. Um, this is where Guy Etchison talks about this very subject. Um, and he talks about perspective to you, which, you know, I think is like, is very cool. You know, so all these, uh, there's some ellipses and how they, how they work. So this is a good chapter. Um, they're all good chapters. But, all right, so here, right, we're just, uh, let me, maybe I can zoom in, maybe. Yeah. All right, so we've got this, like, bio-organic ear hook thing. And then beautiful casted shadow. That sort of lifts it up off the surface, makes it lighter in that way, right? And we think about this, I think, you know, uh, um, a lot of times like in sculpture, like in classical sculpture, you know, it's like making the material, uh, <laughs> making the material like, you know, sort of, other than what it is, right? Making it sort of, you know, making this sort of heavy material, you know, marble or, you know, or concrete or even clay or something like appear like, like drapery or, you know, sort of lighter than, lighter than air. Um, and so in this instance too, I think we really, you know, you kind of sense that there's this, this sort of space that gets created between this object and then the surface that it's sitting on. So then this brings the body back into play in that respect, right? So cast shadow. And it just simply mirrors, uh, you know, it's, it's just simply like repeating the shape of this object. So the simplest kind of like straightforward, like this is the this is the way to think of the cast shadow. Um, just give it some space. And then it's also it's not a it's it's much sharper and much darker here, like where it's, it feels like it's closer. And then as it gets further away, again, sort of lifting up off of the surface. And so here's a little bit of explanation. Um, so there's a difference between drop shadows, which we uh, use all the time without realizing it, and cast shadows, which are a bit more complex than drop shadows and can take some planning to use effectively. In the next piece shown, 
um, are examples of both drop shadows, which are essentially just areas of shading below certain objects that help lift them off the skin, and cast shadows, which are usually simplified versions of the shapes casting themselves. Place carefully to show the distance between the object and the surface while the shadow is landing. In this case, the effect is used to lift the tattoo up from the surrounding untattooed skin. So again, we can, you know, we can zoom in a little bit and uh, highlight what's being talked about there, right? So just a little bit of dark, you know, sort of, all right, it gives us a positive negative relationship there, right? So again, we really see this example of this is a surface that's getting, receiving the light and then the plane sh sharp drop off, right? core shadow or terminator shadow right here a little bit of reflected light and then darkness darker underneath that gives us the separation and then we kind of scroll over here to this one and then we get this cast shadow just pushed back a little bit giving some space and then also so um so what i think i think can be sort of useful here to point out as well is um these are darker yes but also the edge is sharper and firmer, right? We, we certainly saw that in the Andrew Loomis drawings that we were looking at with the sphere that was sort of, it's all softly rendered and then the cast shadow was very sharp, right? Here we can see a very similar approach where the form the shaded side or the form shadow of this object, uh, much softer edge, right? It's, again, it's that transition. It's a steep drop off, but there's still a little half tone starts to, you know, that models this edge. Then the cast shadow, it's, it's much sharper of, of an edge quality. So again, um, see here, as this cast shadow, um, in the cast shadow example, as it comes closer, right, to the object touching the surface, right, it's a, you know, from a cast shadow to this drop shadow sort of idea, the edge of the shadow gets much firmer and then of course it starts to diffuse down here. It's gets quite a bit softer. Still, it's it's much firmer of an edge than the um, you know than the the core shadow and stuff that's sort of rendering the you know rendering the surface of the object versus the shadow that's going to be cast by it. Um, right. So the so the edge again. So you know thinking about edges and edge quality and stuff. This is, uh, I think, another way to sort of really, you know, get your get your idea across about the um, about the uh, shadow. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, well, I hope that was uh, I hope that was enjoyable. I imagine, like, you know, it's quite a bit of that you all have covered, and you know, so um, so thank you for you know for your attention. And I hope too, like out there, if you're, you know, you're watching us, um, that there was new information um, or just stuff that you, uh, stuff that you really found, you know, useful or helpful for your own practice. It um, brought back some memories from high school art class. So I kind of like, awesome. like, wait a minute, I've learned this. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think, I think so too. Um, but you know how do we how do we keep how do we keep it in mind, right? We we come back and we refresh every once in a while. You know we go back over it. It helps to um, you know uh, helps to keep it pertinent for you. You know so you you know so you you're always like being critical, 
right, of your own work, you're, you know, you're always being able to, you know, think about something fundamental in relationship to the work that you're making. And I think it can be, um, it can help, help with the effectiveness, right, of the communication. So, yeah, yeah what do you all think? My problem with this has always been like the simple shapes I always understood, but once you start complicating things, I started getting confused with like what I should be focusing on. Um, but I think seeing, I think it was in the, uh, I forget which book it was, but it was the house, seeing that he kind of like flattened things or like he put things into simpler shapes and then uh, based the shadow on that. Um, was something really simple, but I never thought about it. Yeah, I agree. I think it, um, it becomes like, it becomes like super simple and that's what, that's how it's readable. Right. And it's, um, it's so different when it's not there at all. And you're like, and you have to sort of, you got to place it. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it is simple. It just, it just becomes a, it becomes like an answer that makes sense when it, you know what I mean? When, and you feel it, it feels right. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we see shadows all the time. You know, we just see them, we see them constantly. Yeah, like Steven, I can see, like there's a great cast shadow on your wall behind you when you, like you lean back a little bit and I was like, yeah, there's, there's Steven. <laughs> it's like, it's a perfect shape of you. You know what I mean? The, in your hat and like, you know, like in your body and it's sort of, you know, uh, makes, makes perfect sense and I can sort of, Think about where the light's coming from. Um, and, it, you know, there's this great sense of depth and space, you know, that's happening. We see them all the time, and, and so we perceive them. Um, but comprehending them is, uh, it's, it's different. It's challenging. And, like, how do you, you know, how do you make it, how do you make it, like, effective for your artwork? It can be, um, I think it can be, like, it can be perplexing. You know, so try to try to keep it simple as you can. And, you know, it's nobody's perfect. It's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be life. It never will be right. Especially if you're making representations, it's never going to be the same as life. But that's why we study life. You know, we think about life. Um, I'd like to. Um, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No. I'd like to maybe uh, consider drawing some of these next week. If you'd be down with that. If you, I don't know if you already have a plan for next week, but. I think it'd be cool to draw some of these shapes and shadows. And um, I'd also like to maybe dig a little deeper in this uh, cast shadow uh, versus um, the other word I can't think of right now. Drop shadow? Drop shadow, yeah. I think that'd be a cool class too, doing a, a cast shadow versus drop shadow thing, dig a little deeper into that. I think that, uh, you know, it's something that would be very useful for a lot of people. And I think that a lot of people don't have a very good comprehension of it. I know I don't personally, and it's always intimidating to try to put a shadow on something, especially on skin. So I'd love to dig a little deeper on that. Thank you very much. I, I think that's, I think that's, uh, it's so helpful for me to, you know, to get feedback from, you know, from you all about like, what are some stuff you're interested in? Um, what are some things that are going to be helpful? Uh, you know, for you. And so, um, you know, I, it's like, 
because I, you know, when I look at all of the subject matter and stuff, it's like, and I'm thinking about like what we're going to talk about. I start, you know, I, I dig into my books or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I forgot this. I forgot that. <laughs> like, yeah. um, uh, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, oh my God, I don't know any of this shit. So, <laughs> so I'm just, I think about, um, so I think about like, uh, you know, so I know nothing, but at the same time, um, if there's stuff that you're interested in, it's so useful and helpful for me you know, to sort of like, let's, let's talk about it. Certainly there's a, these are, you know, like you said, there are things that are, um, like Amber said, this is stuff we, you know, we talked about in high school. You probably talked about this in high school, right? You probably learned about yeah. it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, so having a bit of refresh or something like that can be helpful. As far as skin goes, Stephen, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, you know, and it's like, it's like, it's nothing more disappointing, right, when you see, like, uh, you know, somebody does the butterfly and there's, like, they just wing the cast shadow underneath it, like, it's, like, and it's, like, terrible looking or something like that. So, yeah. That's, I think if you Google you know those. I mean? that's, that's, especially, like, a really beautifully well-done butterfly and then they do some, you know, some gross shadow that doesn't work right. And it's, like, I think taking a step and planning it is useful. So whether that means you do it on paper or, you know, or you sketch it out or something on the, you know, on the body with a marker or whatever, those are all really the best practices, right? And um, so, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I love that. Thank you very much. And I, I, I think we can definitely do that next week. Um, cool. I have a few exercises that I think are, is they're, essentially this you know this is this exact idea and so even without all that explanation that i gave you know like you can still perform these little you know these little shadow exercises that um i think will again they kind of they, they put the muscle memory in for you. so just sort of doing them i think a lot can be uh can be fun it can be fun and useful and then you know then you take and you grow uh, on it you expound on it and stuff so um yeah i have uh i wanted to i wanted to show oh, it's almost it's almost done i <laughs> i had a um last week we did uh the basic color in in our drawing group and so um so i have i have mine and i was thinking about it too this is where i was thinking about the cast shadow idea kind of came from um let's see if uh I can share my screen. Yeah. Creature says I was completely engrossed in today's content. Well, thanks, Creature. That's awesome. Um, well, uh, this is Wait, uh, this is more. my little ladybug, you know, that I did for um, for our drawing group. I'll zoom in. So I yeah, I had to do like a cast shadow, drop shadow thing. There's some cast shadow. I think if uh, you know if I'm sort of thinking about like this foot, you know, this sort of casting it a little bit there. Probably could firm it up a little bit on this edge. It's this is good for me because I'm like like where are all the where are all the things I need to focus on. Um, yeah, and then a little bit a little bit stronger of an edge down here. 
where it's like slightly more diffuse up there. But this was like the sort of, you know, I was thinking about inventing this cast shadow. There's a reference, but it doesn't doesn't have as, you know, as clear of a shadow as, as I'd like to depict. So this was, um, you know, so I started, I started, I got out my books and I was like, how do you do a shadow again? <laughs> and so, um, and so I thought it was, uh, you know, thought it was helpful um, for me. This is my little, uh, this is, it's my little design for our for our group. Um, it's so cute. It's gonna, adorable. This is gonna it's so it's a it's a two part series. So this is like the idea would be like uh, on the shoulder. Minimal background was the um, that was the prompt. Uh, and then Kyle Olson is uh, is gonna lead tonight. And um, the the idea is we're gonna take this concept and do a a much um, more elaborate background, right? So that's a Kyle and I were, you know, we're talking about like, you know, uh, like we were we were sort of um, trying to collaborate a little bit because I led I led this you know basic color one and he's doing the advanced color one uh, exercise and so um, the thought was a lot of times customer comes in and gets something simple. They come back later and say, I love it, I want, I want more. Draw a much more elaborate thing for me. So we kind of like, you know, we kind of, you know, we paint ourselves into a corner and then we got to paint ourselves out of it. Um, so it's nice because we had the foreknowledge, like we're going to end up doing this thing that's like, uh, you know, we're going to add on to it, we know. Um, but I think it's... Uh, this always seemed like the, the right thing for me was like try to try to plan ahead think about uh, that you could add that you may add on to something later you may have to do you know you may want to be able to add on to it later so having some edges that are a little bit softer of the you know of the composition and stuff that can that can help uh, so yeah that's um <laughs> that's what I've been working on this week is um, is all of that stuff and um i'm i'm really glad that uh you know that it was enjoyable and that like you know it was helpful for y'all and so i i think that next week um we're going to take steven's advice and um and do some more of these exercises really think about really dig dig down into this so um, i think that's a great idea excellent yeah excellent um well does anybody have any anything else they'd like to share any you know any projects you're working on? Any, any like cool, cool news in your life? I can show you what I'm I'm working on right now. It's the same thing I was working on last week. Let's see, I'm all tangled up in my yarn. It's gotten a lot bigger. Nice. Whoa. There we go. Yeah. That looks great. Yeah. So the the back's ugly. <laughs> the back is supposed to be yeah but uh i'm gonna end up like putting a backing on it and uh seeing if i can get it like mounted or something i've never uh like i've never had anything framed like this especially not this large uh and i'm not really sure how you frame something like this so we'll see <laughs> but yeah so i'm working on that right now love it um yeah definitely i love fiber art it, it, yeah, yeah it feels like a painting so i think a <laughs> frame would 
frame would be nice for it. Yeah, well, the, the rationale behind making this was trying to combine, it's like controlled chaos. So I made it very like painterly in the, uh, in, I'm sorry, my brain is completely fried right now. Uh, procreate. <laughs> I made it in Procreate and I made it very like freeform, but I wanted the like control bit to be like, it's a very methodical, like you do it like a printer. So each row you have to do very specific colors. So it's like, it looks very random, but it's done very methodically. And I kind of liked the combination of the two. I'm agreeing with you. Like I know what, you, what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I get it sort of, not really. It's amazing. Okay. No, I just, I, I, don't, I get it. I'm not a, I'm yeah. not a fiber artist. So I have, it's like, it's just like, like, like right over <laughs> but it's beautiful. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. It's really coming along too. So thank you. Yeah. Keep it up. Uh, anybody else? I got lots of inspiration from my camping trip, but I haven't had a chance to put any of it down on paper yet. No, you need you need some recovery time. You definitely do. Yeah. That sounded like a sounded like quite I haven't a even unpacked yet. <laughs> <laughs> When'd you get back? Awesome. I got back yesterday about five thirty. And the first yeah. thing I did was like, I need to do some shower and I need <laughs> some real food and I just want my bed. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that campfire smoke smell is like, you know. Yes, it was in my hair. It was on yeah. my skin. And I'm the one who's always in charge of the campfire. I'm the one who <laughs> always gets it lit. Even when the wood's wet, because it's been raining here for days. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I can't wait to see what inspired you, though. The trees in winter. I love it when the trees are bare and it's kind of foggy and the only green in the forest is the moss. Mm, I cozy. love that. It's awesome. Steven, we'll check in with you. How are you? Doing all right. I got uh, just an unfinished bug from last week that I'll be adding on to tonight. So it's kind of where I'm at on, on projects. I always uh, like put it off until like, you know, right before, <laughs> right before we get together. So yeah. I, you know, like had a, had a slow day yesterday. So I, I, so I worked on it and, and I, you know, I'm like, I'm still like, I'm just, I'm trying to be like positive in front of you all. Like I'm like tearing it, I'm tearing it to pieces in my, in my head. So that's just how, you know I mean? That's just how, I don't know. It's how we probably, it's how I am. For sure, like I just, they call that high functioning anxiety. Yeah, that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that. No, I'm. Yeah, you're. Everybody's your own worst critic. I, you know, I. Yeah. So, um, but, but so Stephen's Stephen's bug is is really is beautiful. The beautiful bug, beautiful beetle, um, with like awesome horns and shit. So, um, I can't wait to see it. Um. Cool. Yeah, maybe I'll show it to you guys next week. I should be done with it um, next week. So, and you'll see it. No, that's I. I think it's yeah. Um, I just I, it's so great to see everybody's work and you're making progress on your you know on your projects and stuff. And you know, like for me, it's inspiring because like um, again, like kind of return to what we were talking about earlier. You know, in the beginning, like 
making this list of you know of your priorities things you got to do and then like starting it like a little bit i work on this a little bit i work on that you know for a little while but it's you're organizing it right and you're and you're making like you know again there's a priority to it um and then there's a concerted effort that you continue you know continue to deliver um progress gets made right you, you make progress on stuff and uh it's it's a lesson I constantly have to learn, and so again, like I'm hanging out with you all is um, it's a, it's a blessing for me. It helps me, you know, helps uh, inspire me, keep me going. So, thank you everybody for coming today. Um, thank you. Thanks for your yeah for listening and for your attention on this uh, rather dry subject of shadows, but I think it's, <laughs> I think it's one that's fascinating. And yeah, uh, again, it I, is. I think that it can really be useful and helpful. Um, so thank you all for the encouragement and um, um, thank you for explaining it. My pleasure. Yeah. Well, we were just sort of like, we were like sort of standing on the shoulders, you know, of those that came before us. Um, so, yeah. So thanks to Ernest Norling and to Andrew Loomis for the, you know, for the help and, and us sort of figuring this out and to Guy Atchison who also Absolutely. explained it in a very succinct way, you know, and his example mm -hmm. of the piece I think is so so applicable right to our tattooing right the, the little cast shadow from the you know the earpiece and then the you know that more like radical skull thing skull chest thing it's like you know all the hooks um, so cool but that's again so you know we we learn from each other and it's how we we end up creating the things that we want to see in the world so um Let's do some sign-offs, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll get on about our business today. Because there's I'm sure we all have much much to do. So, Elise, will you give us your sign-off, please? Alrighty, I am Elise Morrow. I graduate in two weeks, and you Hi. can find me at yeah. <laughs> if you pray, pray for me, and if you don't, just think of me. <laughs> but um, lots uh, of positive can, vibes. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, you can find me at Elise Morrow Visuals at, uh, on ArtStation and Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I think I saw the, uh, so I saw the, the phonograph. Yeah, you, my gramophone. Gramophone. <laughs> Holy shit, the thing is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, follow Elise Morrow Visuals on Instagram and you can see some of this work. It's like it's 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 really it's quite exquisite so um yeah yeah so it's gonna end up in my thank you it's gonna end up in my demo reel maybe i'll it's not i don't have the actual video done yet but once it's done maybe i'll uh i'll play it for y'all once love it's that. done yeah love that yeah thank you elise uh thank amber you. let's have your sign off i am amber morgan and you can find me at luxury tattoos and priming Permanent Cosmetics in Egg Harbor City, New Jersey, or under Amber Morgan on all social media platforms, except Twitter. Excellent. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's fascinating. Um, you know, again, it was just something that sort of, you know, when you said permanent cosmetics, it's like, uh, tattooing, tattooing as an industry is becoming regulated by governments all over the world. This yeah. is a subject I think that, you know, um, it, it should be near and dear to all of our hearts, but
but it's something that we should continue to talk about. Um, and so um, I know there's some there's some really you know like useful information out there to kind of get your wrap your head around what it is that's happening. Um, uh, but tattooer and activist, uh, you know, uh, Ben Shaw is has a Discord group that you know where all this information is being talked about. So again, you know, you can look up uh, Ben Shaw and you know and find this Discord group if you're interested. Um, again, it's it is about I think tattooing industry as a you know becoming a unity, and so. Um, so, you know, get it, get it in there and, uh, you know, get active. And I think, you know, this is something that it's really going to, it's going to affect all of us, that tattoo. And then everybody that gets tattoos, it's going to affect you too. So, um, so really important, but, um, but Amber, it's so great to have you. I'm glad you can make it back. I'm, you know, you survived the camp out and, uh, <laughs> it's so great to have you. So, um, but, and, uh, again, thank you again for, for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Steven, have your sign off. Hi, I'm Steven Jesse. You can find me online, stevenjessetattoos.com and Instagram at Steven Jesse. It's awesome. Thank you so Thank much you. Uh, for coming. Again, I just, I really appreciate like, you know, um, your insights and then, you know, like you, you know, making a suggestion that we keep doing this. That helps me, you know, a lot. And, uh, um, you know, I just, I think, you know, I, so again, I, I can't wait to see your artwork tonight. You're all, you know, you're really a fantastic artist. And so I'm just, uh, you know, it's, it's always great to, it's great to, to be with you. It's great to sort of have you here. And so thanks again for coming, Stephen. Well, thank you, James. I look forward to seeing yours as well. So, uh, you know, always a pleasure, my friend. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and so with that, um, I want to plug real quick. Uh, we're doing Drawing for Tattooers at Hell City. Um, so, uh, you know, so make sure to make sure to come to Hell City and uh, say what's up. We'll be at the reinventing table. Um, this has been Drawing for Tattooers. I'm James Winston. Uh, 